So tell me, what has been the thing you've most enjoyed this week? So I'm actually not going to lie. I am kind of obsessed with Sia's song, Cheap Thrills. I just think it's so fun. And whenever I listen to it, I want to dance. Um, I also have to say that I'm pretty obsessed with Fifth Harmony's song, Work From Home. Why? Because it's awesome. Anyway. It is a great song. That's like, there's no need to be embarrassed of that. It's pretty phenomenal. Thank you. It is. Okay, how about you? So, what has honestly been so interesting to me this week is <laughs> what I've been doing is reading Ron Chernow's book, Hamil- Alexander Hamilton, upon which the Tony Award winning, uh, I shouldn't say award winning, Tony nominated musical, um, Hamilton is based. And it's been really interesting, and I realized it's been a while since I read like, a serious historical tone. And it's fascinating, but also at points really disheartening because I feel like I've read so much. And then according to my Kindle, I'm only like 38% through on the book. That's how I felt when I read Anna Karenina. Like, it was painful. Yeah, and it's a great feeling of accomplishment when you finally do it. But, like, in the meantime, it's, like, rough going. I feel that. Yeah, Anna Karenina was rough. I remember, like, rejoicing every time I get, like, one percentage higher in my Kindle. Right? It's, it takes, like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yes. For sure. Okay, so shall we talk about these little rascals? Let's. So tell me everything you think. <laughs> okay. Um, so my initial thought with this is as I was watching this today in the office at school, because I don't know why it's happened again, and I just keep finding myself there. But I I found with this film, more than the other ones we've talked about, there to be a real generational divide. Like, my students, who are 10 and 11, had no idea what the movie was. Like, had never heard of it, had never, like, when they were looking at pictures of it, hadn't seen it ever before. Whereas everyone who's, like, our age or older was all about this movie. And every single person came in and was like, I got a dollar, I got a dollar, I got a dollar, hey, 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 hey. And so, for me, there's just this huge generational divide. But then, do you remember watching any of the original Little Rascals are games. Yes. Stuff when we were little. Yes. And then did you talk to anyone who'd watch any of the silent or silent shorts or the ones from the 30s from the Hal Roach Studios? Did you talk to anyone about those? No, I didn't. Because there's some, I think it would be also really interesting. And some of them are pretty short, like around 12 minutes or so. You should show some to your students and see how they respond. Um, they're I so, should. The original ones are so entertaining. Um, but so is this one. I mean, I would argue, like, okay, there's some, like, gender stuff going on in this movie. Like, that's for sure. But overall, I enjoyed it. Also, it's, okay, so there's the gender stuff. It's based in, it's interesting, too, because there's been sequels to this little rascal and I swear it came out in, like, 2014, and it was, like, really terrible because last year when I was doing research on Little Rascals and our gang um, the ones from the 20s this one's from the silent period I watched the recent ones and they're like really awful but then there's also 
I think right now there's not as mo- there's not as many like really good family films in that sense. I don't know. Well, I think that okay. So this was my impression, kind of what I left with. I think overall, when people make children's movies, they like tend to dumb them down because they think that children are kind of silly. But what I liked about this film was it told, I mean, like, one of the main points of the film is, like, kids are people, too. Like, they are important. They have thoughts. And I think in that sense, it's a really important film for them to watch. And, I mean, there are some, like, it basically imagines kids as adults or in these, like, kind of adult-like situations, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Which I kind of appreciated in that sense for, like, the age equality stuff. Yes. But the gender stuff. Oh my my. While I enjoy the Olsen twins and like that whole scene where it's like the girls sleepover and like the boys clubhouse. What? (laughs) I was sitting there and I was like, none of these are fair or kind. It's also, okay, I had a really interesting time thinking about like what are all these people doing? Now, because do you remember? Right. Okay. And there's this the one kid, and I'm like blanking on his name, who is kind of the antagonist, the one who sings the song with Totally. Darla. I forget his name too. Oh, Waldo? Something like that? Yeah, because he was also in Full House. Um, and he's like a male stripper in West Hollywood. Wait, no way. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm not going to lie. I, too, was really interested in what all these people had done since. And so I went and looked them up on IMDb. And, like, almost all of them don't do anything in media anymore. The only person who still does is Alfalfa. Um, What has he been doing? He's been doing, like, you know, guest stars on, like, TV shows and stuff like that, but, I mean, he hasn't starred in anything, and for starting so well, like, starting with Alfalfa and the Little Rascals, it's a long, long way to fall, but I don't know. What's funny about this, um, is the number of, like, star cameos are in it, though. Reba? Um, What? Well, it's Reba, it's, um... Daryl Hannah. Raven, well, and then even, like, the child stars. You have Raven Simone, who is so big. You have... Wait, where was Raven Mary Simone? Ashley. You have Mel Brooks, you have Leah Thompson, you have Reba Mickey. Like, you have Whoopi. You have, okay, and this is the one. You have Donald Trump. I did not remember he was in this Wait, movie. where was Donald Trump? I entirely missed him, or maybe I just, like, blocked him out. <laughs> Are you kidding, Annie? He is Wallow's father, the one who's like, you're the best kid money can buy. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. He's the worst. Ugh, that makes me like this movie less. Yeah, I honestly cannot. I'm going to pull it up on YouTube right now and we're going to listen to it. Okay. Can you hear it? Yeah. No, I can't. Sorry, I lied. I can't hear it. Because your headphones are in. Well, I don't know how technology works. (laughs) Let's try. Hi, Dad. It's me. You're going to be so proud of me. I'm going to win this race. Waldo, you're the best son when they can buy. It is him! 
we don't. Do we see we him, or does he? We only hear yeah, his voice. Him. He's talking on his like 1990s cell phone. Oh, okay. Well, I think that I must have had my head down in that part for like a millisec. I can't believe I missed that. I thought yeah. the voice sounded alarmingly familiar. I can't believe you didn't. That was like my biggest takeaway. With um, Donald Trump in this movie. Yeah. Um, I'm also definitely going to send you Waldo's current Instagram, which is absurd. Like, why? What does he, is he just doing ridiculous things? Ridiculous things. Apparently he went to Harry Potter recently. He takes, uh, he went, yeah, several times. Um, don't worry, I'll send it to you. Well, the Olsons were just at the Met Ball, so, you know, everyone's just out and about. But, okay, I did think it was interesting. So I was reading the, the, the guy who played Buckwheat, who's truly one of my favorite characters, because I think he's just adorable. And, um, so Buckwheat, I was reading his bio and he became big at this time because like Will Smith took a liking to him. So he's in both Independence Day and like another movie with Will Smith, which I can't remember because I don't really care about. He was in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes, you're right. He was. But I just think he's like the most adorable creature. Um, and what's so funny was looking at these kids' birthdays, like Darla is younger than me. Like... Some of these kids were super young, and it's it's pretty impressive that they were able to act the way they did, you know? I did find that interesting. Yeah. It would be. It would be. Um, it'd be interesting to watch. This is one where I feel like I would get a lot from watching a director's commentary or something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with that. To hear, like, oh, at this point, this kid, like, wet his pants. Or, like, we had to do this. We had to start everything. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't know if the the child labor laws in California were as, like, like, stringent as they are now. But I know that kids can only record for certain hours every day. So this movie must have taken months to film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. And then with all... The side stars, that's what I just kept kept thinking. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty funny little movie. But literally, one of my coworkers said that she and her sister were obsessed with this movie and had it memorized. And people, they would be around people and just, like, say lines to each other. Just, like, over and over again. And it, it was funny, though, because... I have not seen this movie probably in 15 years, like ballpark, right? There were some lines that I remembered. Because people would say them all the time. Right. So is this like a cult classic, would you say? Was this like a generational classic? Like, I think a generational classic in the same way that like the Sandlot is. Um, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It's weird to me. But you you know, like, the um, the letter that, like, Alfalfa sends, but really those two little boys, like, don't have it. And so they just, like, yes. uh, like, as they were saying those lines, I could say it along with them. <laughs> I was like, I don't even remember watching this movie ever. Isn't that hysterical? Yeah. These things you that, like, so stick funny. in you. So who was your favorite character? 
I mean, yeah, buckwheat, and who's buckwheat's little Porky. person? Yeah, well, it's interesting, too, if you, like, think about the Little Rascals overall, um, because they, Darla and, Darla and, um, Alfalfa and Spanky are all from, like, a particular period in time, in terms, like, in the Little Rascals. And that's, like, a little bit later in the late 30s um, and early 1940s. But then they borrow names from earlier Rascals. Because the Rascals started, I want to say, in, like, 1922 or 21. So they cycled through kids. And what's fun about watching some of the ones from, like, 1931 and 1937 was the earliest stars would come back and, like, play adults in the R game. Oh, really? Yeah. So, wait, okay. Yeah. Was was this, like, a TV show? Was Little Rascals a TV show? Or was it, like, before feature, like, films? Like, when were these shorts shown? So... They were started really early. So in 1920s, we have to think about, like, Nickelodeons, right? This is before the major movie palaces. So people would pay, presumably a nickel, but a pretty short, like, relatively inexpensive price. And then they would go into this, sometimes, like, janky, janky, what we would consider theaters, and watch short films because... You know, changes in production value, the technology of making really long epics. And comedic shorts were very cheap to make. Thinking about it in terms of the 1920s and teens, like, they didn't have a lot of child protection laws. They didn't have to necessarily pay these actors particularly well. So they would watch them then. And then later in time, it would be the shorts before feature films shown in movie theaters. And then I think the way most people eventually learned about The Little Rascals is they were packaged into, like, half-hour... And none of the films are half-hours. They're usually between, like, 8 and 12, 8 and 15 minutes, sometimes 20. But they were repackaged as, like, half-hour or hour-long specials to fill daytime programming in the 50s and 60s, which is how, like, people of our parents' generation watched them. Oh, so they're, like, way old. It goes, like, way far back. Yes, like, 19. The first ones, I think. I'll double check. Um, it's been a while. So they started in 1924 and they were produced... 1922 and were produced up until 1944. And so what was... And there's a lot that can be said about the early shorts, too. Some of the things that are particularly interesting is that... Um, for this time, it was among the most integrated cast. So starting with, like, the first group of kids, they had, usually in the first couple ones, they had two black boys. They didn't they didn't have black girls, but they also had girls doing, like, different activities. So it was, in a way, weirdly, like, more inclusive than most because um, you wouldn't see... Um, Around, like, in the early 1920s, you wouldn't see white actors and black actors interacting on screen, playing equitable parts in the same way. Right. And it can absolutely be argued that the earliest, and Buckwheat was one of the earliest um, members of the R-game, and they act a little bit sillier. Um, 
or they get made fun of a little bit more, but for the most part, it's pretty neutral. Um, and with girls, the first girl who was like consistent in the arguing ones is this girl named Mary Cornman. And she was often framed kind of delicately and she was a romantic interest. Um, later on, Dar- in the, much the same way that Darla's romantic interest. Right. In the late 20s, they had a girl, they had two girls on at the same time, and one was much more of a tomboy. Right. I mean, I think it's, so, kind of thinking, I hadn't thought about this till like, right now, but within the last, like, two weeks um, at school with my fifth graders, we've had problems with, like, how girls and boys are interacting. Like, they're growing up, they're in puberty, like, understandable, we get it, but you do have to, like, you know, talk about these things. So we had a conversation about like male and female friendships. And, um, one of the little boys, he was like, I mean, he just was like speaking the truth and he just like raised his hands and he's like, but what if you legitimately are just friends? Like, well, isn't it a good thing to be friends with people who aren't the same gender? And I just, like, wanted to hug him because we were having all these discussions about, you know, being appropriate and, you know, respecting other people's spaces. And he was just like, I just, I, they're my friends, you know? And, like, I want to be friends with them. And we are going to continue being good friends. And and that's, like, I feel like the end of that this movie kind of resolves itself with that. Like, oh, like... Darla can join our club. What is a club? It's a group of like like-minded people who like hanging out with each other, who have something in common, basically friends, you know. Um, but still, I mean, that's like missing until the very end when Darla has like proven herself by helping them win. Like a girl shouldn't have to prove herself. Grouch. That's my response. Yeah. That's my response. But it's interesting to know that the, the Little Rascals in the beginning was kind of culturally revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Do you think this movie, I mean, I don't know much about cinema in the 90s. Was this movie culturally revolutionary for its time or was it playing like pretty traditionally? I mean, not really. It's not as if it made one of the main characters who was historic, not historically a color, a character of color. Like, it didn't change that much in that sense. Yeah. I mean, there, the one, not Buckwheat, but the other African-American boy with the hat, he's pretty, pretty much, he's in charge. I mean, he, he's not, like, silly. Like, but... Buckwheat is kind of silly. The other little boy is not. Mm-hmm. So at least, like, that changed maybe a little bit from the 20s. When you're thinking of, yay, innovation. Okay. Yeah, stymie, you mean? Stymie, yep. Little cutie. Mm-hmm. I was also, like, had completely forgotten about the fact that alfalfa and spanky cross dress like that completely blew my mind until I saw it and I was like oh they're pretending to be little girls yeah (sighs) silly kids silly kids does it make you miss working with children watching movies like this yeah I mean I've always really liked working 
with children. Um, but I like doing other things too. Good for you. Okay, tell me more of your thoughts. I'm just still in shock that you like didn't figure out it was Trump, and you watched it with people. So like, how did they not figure it out? I don't know. I, so there's a lot going on in the office today. So maybe it was one of those times where just like no one was paying attention. That's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. I it's mean, just... but then he was also in Home Alone too, which was just a few years earlier. So like this was at a time when apparently Donald Trump like just did these things. But no. Question about that though. Why was Trump famous at that point? Like, how did this man become a household name? Why was he in this children's movie? I think he was just kind of overtly ostentatious for his wealth, but I'm not sure. That's, like, unreal. So he's, like, the early Kardashians. So are we just going to, like, find Kim running for president? I mean, I guess Kanye is talking about it. Possibly. Is there something happening behind you? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I mean, that's crazy to me. Did they think that he was, was he like an upstanding citizen enough to put him in a children's movie? Two children's movies? I guess um, I don't know that much about I him. Don't th- I don't think they spent that much time, like, really thinking about him, if that makes any sense. What do you, the film expert, think these people spent their time thinking about? How to corral all those children. How do you think they How? did it? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Probably lots of people. So many. Probably lots of candy, too. I was thinking that. Those kids probably needed, like, lots of energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was interesting. I mean, now what I'm doing, and this is bad, I know I should be paying full attention, but I'm like reading all about Donald Trump's kids. Weird. Why are you reading about Donald Trump's children? Because they're probably going to be the first children, Annie. That's disgusting. We aren't going to talk about him like as president. I know he's, like, the presumptive Republican candidate, but, like, just watch. Like, he does become president, and he hears this podcast on some weird channel and, like, forces us both into prison. No more free speech. I think that's how it works. That's absolutely how it works. I mean, see you there, Al. He will be able to watch so many children's movies. Maybe not. I don't know if we get to choose what we do. Well, we could at least talk about children's movies. I mean, but literally, I don't know what it is. Like, people, everyone around me in public has been talking about children's films. And I'm kind of, I want to turn to them and be like, oh my gosh, me too. Like, let's all talk about our favorites. <laughs> like, with That's Strangers. 
It's always good fun, though. I mean, I feel like everyone has a favorite movie. I mean, this one wasn't my favorite. I, I will definitely say that. Like, it was enjoyable. It's, like, pretty short. It's funny to watch as an adult. Like, I feel like there were these, like, hidden innuendos that I didn't know about as a child. But, like, definitely doesn't make my, like, even top 20, I would say. Interesting. Okay. How about you? I like it a lot. Why do you like it? I think it's funny. The pure, simple entertainment factor? Yeah, sometimes that would, that's what you need. I did appreciate Reba at the end. I thought that was pretty funny. There were so many funny things about it. What did you like guffaw at? Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, obviously. It was funny seeing them. I can't wait to watch one of their movies. So many. So many. We still own the uh, ballet one, I think, at home. Yeah, we absolutely should, if nothing else. If nothing mm. else. Yes. Coolio. So should we talk about where we'd want to go to wrap Less. this thing up? Less. You seem so where low energy, feeling? friend. I know. I don't know why. It's like a lot right now, apparently. Get your life together. Um, yeah, so we're, where would you want to go? I asked you first. Dang it. Um, I know this is going to sound really weird and really dark, but I'd like to go to Auschwitz. We're, we're talking about, like, the Holocaust in my class, and it's just always been this place that I've, like, really wanted to go to because I think it's, it's something that people should see, like, should be witnesses to. Um... And we just went to the Holocaust Museum yesterday, so I think it's just, like, very much on my brain. But I think there, which is kind of very sad and strange. But, you know, that's where I'm at. How about you? I was thinking, right now, I really want to go to Singapore because I've been thinking about... I, the other day, I had some food that my friend from Singapore sent me, and it was so good. And so right now, I just, like, apparently just want to focus on the food. What was the food? Um, just like a noodle dish. It was so good. It's so good. Well, that's awesome. Okay, anyway, mm -hmm. you should like go to bed or eat or shower or do something that will wake I'll you up. Okay. I'm going to right. stop. Bye, guys. Bye.